Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Right now. I'm wearing headphones, rocking it back old school radio days. How about that? And somebody said it looks like I'm plugged into a Walkman. And I remember when I got my first Walkman. Because my brothers and I had to share it. And I was the youngest, so how, how often do you think I got it? And you had your case of cassettes, and then people started to crap on your music selection. And I'm like, then bring yours then! How many times did we have that conversation at parties? This is the Rod Peterson Show. It is. Happy New Year and welcome into hour two of your favorite daytime sports talk show. Just going to tell you now, it's a very big Winnipeg hour in moments. Jamie Thomas going to be with us. Winnipeg Jets radio color man on CJOB, Manitoba's information superstation. And the voice of the Winnipeg Jets coming up, uh, Winnipeg Ice, Brian Munns a little later on. Uh, here's the news you can use from the Canadian Football League today. Uh, Brandon Banks and the Argos parting ways. Sounds like he's going to retire. The Calgary Stampede have announced their coaching staff this year, and it includes our good friend Nick Lewis and Jawan Simpson. We'll be getting into all of that later. Um, Damar Hamlin still in critical condition in a Cincinnati hospital after having a cardiac event. I'm no doctor, but we know what happened Monday night on Monday Night Football. Um, just finding out that the NFL is getting roasted for stopping the game, postponing it. I don't know why. I could see them getting roasted for continuing to play, which, whatever. I, was, I thought they would. I don't know what they would be getting roasted for, but he's still in critical condition. And what do you got, Clark? Ah, okay. We're uh, getting audio issues with Jamie Thomas, but we'll get him shortly. And, of course, Canada winning last night at the World Jays. In overtime, 4-3 over Slovakia. Connor Bedard with the winner in overtime. A very Eberly-esque game-winning goal. And that is our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Is Connor Bedard the greatest World Juniors player ever? Statistically, he is the best Canadian ever. Broke five records Monday night, Connor Bedard. Uh, 66% of you last I saw saying, yes, he's the greatest World Junior ever. So I'm going to jump to why we have him here. Jamie Thomas from CJOB. Flames, Jets tonight, and then we'll get into the other sports topics for the time that we have with them. JT, Happy New Year, my man. Always good to see you. And I'm sure your job's a lot more fun this year than it was last. Big game tonight. What has you excited about it? Uh, a million things. Um, you, you look at, and you're right, Rod, it, it is a lot, a lot better to do our jobs when the team we cover is winning um, as compared to what was happening last last year there was a reason for it and now you have that new voice in rick bonus and you've seen the results of that after your question about what i'm excited about tonight so the jets go into edmonton the other night massively shorthand and yes the oilers didn't have leon dreisaitl but that is still the number one power play that torched seattle the night before for seven goals not, i mean not the power play but the team itself and you hold them down to one goal you shut down Connor mcdavid and his 17 goals what the Jets are doing right now, Rod, is winning games the hard way and holding on tight to leads. And, yes, they gave up the one goal lead in the third period, but they bounced back from that and go on to win the game 2-1, killing off a penalty at the end of the game um, that where Dylan DeMello's in the penalty box or, uh, for a four-minute high-sticking penalty. So there's you build off that. You go up against another team in the Calgary Flames that is built for the playoffs. So you have that right there. You win a defensively-minded game, defensively structured game. Now you're going to go up against a playoff-caliber team and structured team on home ice here. First game of the new year. You're still in the hunt for first place. So there's just so many reasons to be excited about it. Christian Reichel uh, is on the top line tonight, Rod. A guy who came calling from the Mantle Moose. Of course, his dad's Robert Reichel. So what the Jets have had this year continuously is the players coming up from Manitoba off the waiver wire. Uh, filling in and playing minutes that they're not ordinarily used to playing, being in roles they're not ordinarily used to being put in, and contributing and helping this team win. So, the, uh, you know, there's a lot of players starting to come back to the roster. And Pierre-Luc Dubois said this the other day. 
we should talk more and give more respect to the players that are here contributing instead of getting all excited. And I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. I'm getting excited about all the guys that are going to get back. Yes, it's exciting getting those guys back, but we should pay homage to the guys that have got the Jets where they are today. So it's it's been a lot of guys contributing, the big-name players producing when they have to. Uh, so there's a lot of things to be excited about about this Winnipeg Jet team, and in particular going against, against the Calgary Flame team that was one of the Stanley Cup uh, favorites heading into the regular season, and they're starting to get their game around. So an all-Canadian matchup with all kinds of little stories heading into this one. Lots of things to be excited about. Lots of reasons why to watch this one tonight, Rod. Yeah. Well, dude, I'm following the Jets extremely <laughs> closely. They won the, sh the showdown yeah. with the Florida Panthers, as you know, earlier this year. The Jets will be here March 11th, and frankly, they're already talking about that. But I want to say this. I'm going to ask you things, as you know. We've known each other a long time. I'm going to ask you things that nobody else will. Yeah. Nothing that you can't handle. Okay. But like last summer, of course. it was the Shifley thing. There was insiders saying, he, mm -hmm. he's done with the Jets. Shifley's done. That's mm -hmm. one. And two, Pierre-Luc Dubois. Yeah. They're going to have to move him. He's not going to sign a long-term deal. Yeah. He's out of here. I mean, that's what kept you guys busy all yeah. summer. But lo and behold, they're major contributors on this team. Did somebody convince them to stay or be happy? Was it all fake news? What's the deal with, with this team, the change? I, I, I think, Ron, we'll start with Shifley. When Shifley said all those terms and, and, and the things that he said to the media, he had not spoken with Kevin Sheveldayoff yet, right? Remember he had said, I want to see what this team's going to do. He hadn't had his year in meeting with Kevin Sheveldayoff yet before he spoke to us. So I think a lot of things, a lot of questions for him hadn't been answered yet, and I think they were answered. But I think Rick Bonus is, is, the, is the key cog in this whole thing here, the coaching staff. You know, you, you, you start winning, you start telling players how important they are, what they mean to this, and you start putting them in positions to succeed, and then you see the benefits of that. I think that's all you really need to do. I think Mark Shifley has known full well what he means to this organization. Pierre-Luc Dubois, same thing. And he is, you know, going with Pierre-Luc Dubois, he could say what he wants, and that some of his words were taken out of context, which we tend to do. Sure, you know, the words about going to Montreal, who knows how that works out. But for the time being... It is in Pierre-Luc Dubois' best interest to help the Winnipeg Jets win wherever he wants to be at the end of this. And he did say, as a young man, he doesn't know what he's going to be doing next year, never mind in eight years, besides a long-term deal with anybody. So there's all that. That's all the way. Now the team's winning. And the reason why the Jets are keeping this together, Rod, and yes, it's full respect to the guys that have filled in on the blue line, on the wings, but they've been healthy up the middle. So any team that has Mark Scheifele, Pierre-Luc Dubois, Adam Lowry as your, as your top three centermen, I think you're going to have a pretty good team, and that's exactly what they are. The Jets had a bad year last year, Rod. Flat out, no one's going to deny that. So what Rick Bonus saw was just a lot of little things that just weren't happening, and that he came in and started talking to players. He's more open. There's no knock on the previous regime whatsoever. Rick Bonus is more of a discussion. Players know exactly where they sit with him. Anything he says to us, he's already said to the players. So there's none of this, hey, did you hear what Rick Bonus said to when you talk to a player? That's not going to happen because he's already talked to them about the issue that is out there. So I just think this flat-out clarity of where people or players sit is, is working for players. There's more conversation. There's more dialogue. And again, no knock on the previous regime. Some players respond differently to different coaches. It just happens to be that these two players that we're talking about, Pierre-Luc Dubois, and Mark Shifley have responded very well to this current coaching staff. Uh, the viewers love talking Jets. <laughs> As you know, there's a lot of people watch us on Game <laughs> Plus out there in Manitoba and Winnipeg. Yeah. John Ohm, Ohm yeah. writes in and says, uh, is Ehlers playing tonight, JT? <laughs> no, but he's getting closer. So uh, the, here, here it is. He skated yesterday, and, it's, and if you think about this, it's not fair to him or anybody else like Cole Perfetti, uh, Nate Schmidt, to have one practice and then to throw him into the Wolves, against, especially against a team like the, the Calgary Flames. That are, they're a hard-pressuring team. They're very physical. That's not fair to throw them back in there. So the conversation is at this point, there's a possibility for Perfetti, Schmidt, and Ehlers to play Friday against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Now, whether that happens remains to be seen. Cole Perfetti just said about uh, 15 minutes ago, he expects to be back on Friday. Of course, there's other things in the way of that, but that's a positive sign. But Nikolai Ehlers is getting very close, and that is a good thing. He's not wearing a red jersey. Blake Wheeler, Sacramento Linen, were wearing a red jersey today. 
those guys aren't as close to coming back. But to answer your question, Nikolai Ehlers is this close to returning to the Winnipeg Jets lineup. Uh, one of our football insiders, Craig Smith, two-time Great Cup champion watching the show yeah. right now. He's from Winnipeg. He says, bonus, so much better defensively and love seeing the defense up in the offensive zone, especially Morrissey. Yeah. Yeah. Ted is watching in Arizona and he says, hey, Jamie, who's the biggest surprise on the Jets this year in your opinion? Wow. Um, so, geez, there's so many ways you can go on this one. Uh, <laughs> let's go with... I don't want to say I don't want to say Josh Morrissey a surprise guys, but I don't think anybody would say the numbers that he's putting up right now were what we were expecting. We we knew the Jets were going to be having more activity from their back end, and they're the points for me. Rick Bonus said he wanted them to get up to 40 goals from the blue line this year. That was a flat out expectation. That was a goal for this team. So we've always known about Josh Morrissey's elite ability to skate. We've known about his elite IQ. I just think a conversation that he had with Rick Bonus, somebody believing him, not that the other guys didn't, but just saying, we we game plan to shut you down. That's what Rick Bonus said. When Dallas came to town, the game, plus, game plan was to take out Josh Morrissey, not allow him to get wound up. Now that this is here, this ability for him to jump in and the trust of his players and his wingers to stay back when he joins the play. And of course, Dylan DeMello plays a large role in this. So to me, Josh Morrissey's point totals are the biggest surprise to me, not the player himself. We've always known this. Palmer used to say about he had an offensive side. We saw him in junior with Kelowna and Prince Albert. Huge offensive up. Team Canada as well at the World Juniors. It was all there. Just other guys were in front of him. Dustin Bufflin. You know what I mean? Like there's just a long list of players that had that offensive side to them that were in front of him on the depth chart. Now he's number one. Now he quarterbacks the number one power play. So Josh Morrissey's point totals to me are the biggest surprise for the Winnipeg Jets in 22-23. Thank you. Randy from Winnipeg. No problem. Randy yeah. in Winnipeg asks, he says, Paul Maurice quits the Jets, joins Panthers. Jets are good, Panthers mm -hmm. are bad. Hmm. You, you're probably hearing it every day. If you know Paul Maurice, you like yeah. him. I'm sure you uh, think a lot yeah. of him. Is it unfair? Uh, what, what's your take on that switch? I'm kind of tired of hearing it, to be honest. Yeah, and you should be, Rob, because look at the injuries the Florida Panthers have had, right? And the one issue that Florida has traditionally had year over year is goaltending. And they those guys have not answered the bell at all. Like, that, that, is, there's, that is flat out the issue. They also play a wide-open brand of hockey that works in the regular season, not so much during the postseason. And we saw last year against the Tampa Bay Lightning, who know how to lock it down. They know exactly when it is time to get on the offensive side of things. They've been there before. Florida is had too many injuries, and namely in, in, in Barkov, that's a hard guy to replace night in and night out of your lineup. That's your one of your top centermen. You lose a top centerman, the other issues start to come into the forefront. And the goaltending, it, it, to me, is so... You have Connor Behelebuck here, and you saw the other night what number one goaltending, elite goaltending, will get you against the Edmonton Oilers, who had plenty of chances to score more than one goal, but it was Connor Hellebuck with the timely save over and over and over again uh, against the Oilers on New Year's Eve. This is a reason, another reason why the Winnipeg Jets are where they are. So it is unfair to sit there and say and point at, the, at Paul Maurice as the issue in both Winnipeg and Florida. Palmeries did great things for this organization. They were struggling. He returned a lot of confidence to players that didn't have much left when he took over. That was his number one job, and you saw the, the fruits of his labor during the 17-18 season. And to me, they could have went a whole lot further in 18-19 uh, had they got past the St. Louis Blues in the first round of the playoffs. My last one for you, because you're a busy guy and it's game day. When did you, Jamie, realize that this team was special and a different team? And then it wasn't just a burst out of the gate that they're great. Right. Um, let's see. They, they, the, the way they've gone on the road, Rod, and consistently answered the bell. They'll have a tough game, I, I would say, about mid-November, where you're like, okay, these guys these guys are real. And it's they, they, the special teams have played a lar large role in this. They have struggled in the past couple of years killing penalties. You know, Connor Hellebuck last year may have had a little role in that. They just couldn't seem to get out of a funk in, in that department. But Rick Bonus, there's a lot of things where he said, we got to improve on special teams. We got to be in top 10 in the power play. Got to be in top 10 in the penalty kill. 
and you also got to get more offense from your blue line. They've done all three of those things. And I know the power play is not in the top 10, but the injuries play a role in that. The penalty kill was top three in the NHL for a stretch. So I would, to answer your question, mid-November, you're looking at this team like, wow, they're hanging around first place. And Rick Bonus constantly saying there's a responsibility of being in first place, of being that team that's being hunted every day instead of doing the hunting. So I think a lot of the players have taken that to heart. They've taken that responsibility to heart and have played that way on the ice. So it's, it, it all ties back into what Paul Murray said when he stepped down. They need a new voice. They have that new voice, and you've seen exactly what has happened after that. And kudos to him to realizing that his time was done, that he, was, he couldn't get anything else out of the players. Now you have Rick Bonus, who is getting the most out of his players. And it's been an exciting team. And I, stu- I still think as, he's, as they start getting healthier, Rod, you're going to start to see just how special this team is. Wonderful chat. Thanks for the time, man. Happy New Year, as I said. Thanks for helping us out. Have fun tonight. I'm always listening, man. You're sounding great. Break a leg tonight. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, thanks very much, Rod. I appreciate it. All the best to you and your listeners and uh, viewers, of course, as well. And Happy New Year to you, my man. Thank you, pal. The great Jamie Thomas from CJOB 68, Manitoba's information superstation. I love saying that. Moose joins us next. We'll bring in the viewer comments. Brian Biggie Munn's on the way to the voice of the Winnipeg Ice. It's a fun day. Big Winnipeg day. It is daytime sports talk on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and WQEE. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. Okay. Uh, it is going to be audience participation time, but we're bringing the Moose back in from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. And Moose, I smile because at the gym the other day, my guy Chris, who's probably watching right now, he's originally from Bronx, but the Bronx, but he came down here from Albany. He goes, Rod, what is that? What is that NHL Bermuda Triangle you talk about? And I said, uh, <laughs> I said, come here, Chris. And I drew a map on the windshield of my Jeep, Darren. I said, this rectangle here is Saskatchewan. And then to the right, this shape thing is Manitoba. And to the left, this is Alberta. And there's NHL teams in Edmonton, Calgary, and Winnipeg. And right in the middle of that little triangle is Saskatchewan. And that's the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. And that's where the moose is. So now you know. See, again, all these new people that we have watching. Now, we have some... Older viewers, too, in terms of they've been with us for a long time. And that includes Dean in Green Bay. And I'll get to his question in a second. I just want to tell all our viewers, it's a new year. Let's push this thing forward. 902-518-3033. Wherever you're watching live or maybe later on in the night on Game Plus TV or some other obscure channel that I've never heard of before. That's what I discovered, Darren. That lady that wrote us from Prairie City, Illinois, which I've never even heard of before. She was watching us on a television channel called Bounce, Bounce Network. So if you're watching us live or replayed, write us and just tell us where you are. I would prefer if you did it now, but I feel like a lot of messages will come in around midnight tonight, somewhere in between the sea of infomercials that air on late night television. Anyways, 
Poll question for Capital Auto Mall Universal Collision Center today is, is Connor Bedard the greatest world juniors player ever? Last I saw, over 70% on Twitter saying yes, he is. Clark, do you have a sample size on uh, YouTube? 74% on YouTube saying yes. Thank you, uh, producer Clark. So, yeah, we're closing the book on that. To DeMar Hamlin, the Buffalo Bills safety who, as of right now, remains in critical condition in a Cincinnati hospital after having a cardiac event on Monday Night Football. I bring you in, Dean or uh, Darren, for Dean's question, and all of our viewers across North America that might have the answer to this. He said, "Has the CFL ever encountered anything like the Hamlin situation? If so, how was it handled? In my opinion, the game should be considered abandoned. It'll be difficult enough to get this weekend's games in, let alone attempt to make up last night's game." So we've talked a lot of hockey. I don't mind spending a minute on this. Do I remember an incident in the Canadian Football League like this? Well, no, there hasn't been one like this. And to be honest, I haven't even seen the video of what happened with Hamlin, and I don't want to see it. You know, from the second last night, I don't know about you. I haven't even asked you. This is kind of like a where were you moment. Um, I didn't even have Twitter open. I'm watching the Canada hockey game <laughs> at the World Juniors, and I open Twitter, and I'm reading, this is worse than Joe Theismann. This is worse than any other injury I've ever seen. I'm like, no. And I didn't scramble to find it. I'm sure if I tried, I probably would find it within two seconds. I don't really want to see it. So we've never had an incident like this happen in the CFL. We've had serious injuries that I will get into. But do you or any of our viewers remember anything like this in the Canadian Football League? Because I do not. No, I don't either at all. I'm trying to think back as to when something like this might have happened, but you just can't think of it. And, and, and I think this is unprecedented. And there's no handbook on, on how to deal with this. It's not in, no. you know, there's no, there's no playbook. So we're all dealing with this for the first time, you know, including the National Football League. We've seen it in hockey. We've seen players collapse on the bench and get rushed off and have episodes. But the, one of the differences is this happened on the football field and the player f went down and had the episode and everybody came out and all the players witnessed it and watched it. And that's when the shock, you talked about the shock of Josh, Josh Allen. That's where, like, you can't really, how do you play after you've seen that and you're that emotional? Because we know in the, in the sport of football how dangerous it is. And if you're not mentally there 100%, it becomes exponentially even more dangerous. Right? And at least in hockey, the guy gets rushed off. You don't really see it. You don't see the treatment, the CPR. And we haven't had to deal. So the players can go on. But in that situation, I don't know how the players could have played. We got a few... Um answers here our director scouting craig smith checking in he says yes tom pate for the tie cats uh smitty you'll have to refresh my memory you want to write in and tell us what happened there tom pate there's a there's an award named for him so we're talking about a guy that passed away on the field i mean what was the injury i mean it's this is a different time now than it was then um you know serena was telling me in the break that the nfl is getting ripped for postponing the game. I see Kevin the Medium, our good friend, went off on Facebook. I was checking that in the break, which I probably shouldn't. And people are tying this into the COVID vaccine. Like, just... If you want some peace, step away from it. <laughs> you know, Smitty says, by the way, Rick Galbos blocked Tom Pate and Pate eventually passed away. Someone in Calgary would know more details. I think it was 1975. Maybe this is the game. Jack in Alberta says in a game in the 70s, Calgary versus Hamilton, a Hamilton player collapsed and was taken to hospital where he died from a blood clot. It hit in his heart. Can't remember the name of the player. The game continued. And that's got to be the Tom Pate incident. That's what he's talking about. Wayne in Victoria, B.C., watching says Tom Pate died but I don't think they stopped the game and didn't finish the game um, believe me look it was very hard let's get personal here for a little bit because the fan the viewers the listeners they like the personal stories I was in Virginia for five six days 
staying with people that weren't huge sports fans. So I wasn't watching a lot of NFL nor bowl games. A little bit of hockey. But I guess my point here is this game's important, right? They can't just scrap it is what I'm getting to. I, I'm not totally familiar. I know where the Cowboys are at. I know where your Titans are at. They got the Jaguars this weekend in a huge game, right? What does this mm -hmm. game need for Bills and Bengals? There's no way that they can scrap it, is there? I don't think so. I mean, it's really a battle for first place. And if you can get first place in the AFC, you're looking at a bye in the first round of the playoffs. So that's part of the implications of it. But the real question becomes, when do you play it? Because you got games this weekend, right, coming up. Um, then you've got playoffs. Um, it becomes really tough in terms of juggling schedules. But that's just something they're going to have to deal with. You know, deal with the schedules. And I know in the last week, they don't typically, yeah, there's no Thursday night games, there's no Monday night games. Um, there's potentially a way to juggle this, but yeah, it's, it's, I don't know how they're going to do it. That's something that they'll be dealing with in the coming days. Allie in Texar, Canada. I don't, Texar, Canada. I'm not sure if she's still watching now, but she wrote last hour that she said COVID, COVID proved to us that games can be moved. And that's a really good point. Remember your Tennessee Titans played a game without even practicing? Didn't they have a COVID outbreak? Yeah. They played a game without even practicing all week, and they won. That's right. <laughs> right? Because I remember thinking, why practice at all? You know? No. Uh, we had the Stamps news last hour. They announced the coaching staff. It includes Nick Lewis and Juwan Simpson. Thank you to all the Stamps fans. I feel like we're going to have a real good um, synergy with the Stampeders this season and all uh, Alberta's CFL teams. Back to the DeMar Hamlin thing, though, because it is the talk of the day. And I'm so glad that you've chatted with one of my good Florida football people down here. I'm so glad that I brought you two together on Friday for a phone conversation. But he said to me this morning, he's like, can't wait for your show. It's going to be the biggest, going to be the biggest thing in sports. And it is. And how they're handling this. Greg, with two Gs, watching on YouTube, says, in my opinion, the NFL probably already knows what they will do about the game. The Bills went home last night. Obviously, they won't release any news until we know more about DeMar. That's probably true, but I'll tell you something. Yep, this is the new me in 2023. My next 50 years. I'm just going to say it. As <laughs> you just clutched your heart. Um, <laughs> no, no, they don't have a plan. And that's not their fault. You cannot plan for all these scenarios. You just can't. How could you sit at a league meeting in Palm Springs or Boca Raton where the NFL GMs meet and say, guys, what are we going to do if a player has a heart attack on the field? Let's... You can't plan for no. things. You just can't. And the reason that I know that, because I've been in so many scenarios like this, I was... Uh, Without naming names. Although you've heard the story many times. I was with a team, and our Alberta viewers will know exactly, some might even be watching right now that we're part of this, where a referee and official got assaulted. I mean, outright, allegedly assaulted. After the game, by a coach, under the stands. So only a few people saw it. It was a playoff hockey game. And I was still drinking then. But that particular night, not profusely. And the reason I say that is we sat around a hotel room. By the way, it wasn't our coach. It was the other team's coach. Having a beer, watching SportsCenter going, what the hell is going to happen out of this? We didn't know. I'm talking about that night. Right? I remember leaving the rink and we're just going, can you believe what just happened? There's no plan. Do you think the NFL had... Page 1197 of their handbook. What is what happens if a player has a heart attack on the field or goes into, has a cardiac event? Do you agree with me or not? I, I don't believe they had a plan. They didn't have a plan. And I saw it on Twitter. Somebody tweeted that how, how could the NFL not have a plan in place for crisis you know, management 
in a situation like this. Surely they should have planned for this. But the truth is that they can't. Because A, it's so inhuman to just have A, B, C, D. This is how we handle this. Because yeah. no two situations like this would be the same. Like, if it had happened on the sideline and the player got rushed down the tunnel really quickly and everybody was concerned for him, but nobody really saw and the players didn't have the same effect on them, the game continues. But it's on the field and you have to react to the situation and you saw the grief and, you, as you mentioned, the shock that the players were in. You saw that. So reacting to that, there's no way you can play football. No way. So there's no way to predict how people will respond to situations. So there's no possible way to be prepared for this. No way. Right. And I think, I guess, that's why this show is as popular uh, as it is. And again, every day we're getting new viewers all over North America. And they, I, I'm, I'm getting it now. Why my advisors have said you need to introduce yourself to the new viewers. Because to me, it's a bit of a pain in the butt. I'm like, I've been around 50 years. i got to reintroduce myself now? But that's a fact. So I've got certification in grief, trauma, and stress management. So you recognize somebody that's in a state of shock and trauma. That's why, if you've, if, I don't know if you've ever heard this, Darren, when you don't know what to do, do nothing. Have you heard that? Have you heard that yeah. phrase ever? I mean, you probably heard it from me, but it, have you heard it anywhere else? Yeah. No, it, it's come up for sure. Yeah. Well, it's a point because when your brain is in a stressful, traumatic state of shock, <laughs> you're not making correct decisions. To, so to be perfectly honest, like you, the point is when you don't know what to do, do nothing. It's very hard. Don't send that text. Don't send that tweet. Don't make that call. Don't get in the car and go just... And that's why I think the NFL... It's not going to finish the game. And we'll deal with what comes after. That's why I think they made the right decision. And I don't care or want to know what went into it. I don't. The right decision was made. And let's move forward. Sam Elliott, 1883. Moose, I'll see you in overtime. Sounds good. Okay, we're going back to Winnipeg next. It's Daytime Sports Talk live on Game Plus, YouTube Live, and WQEE Radio. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Always a great day, as I say. Great to be here in this business. Great to be anywhere. Daytime Sports Talk on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and WQEE. And I hope you Winnipeggers are loving the show today because we're bringing in our good and longtime friend, Brian Munns. Hey, do I call you a Humboldt SAS product or a Regina product? I don't know if we've ever straightened that out, Munzee. What do you tell people? Well, I spent more time, and my parents are still in Humboldt, so I think I still call that home. Now, I will admit, when I go back to Regina every time, it's special because I have friends there, but uh, those are kind of all guys from my junior hockey circles, I guess, that live there now. So, no, mom and dad are home, and uh, if I was ever going to say that I got to go home for the weekend, it's Humboldt. Yeah, cool. Uh, the man behind the Humble Broncos Memorial Golf Tournament, which we will bring up in a second. But um, Munzee now the voice of the Winnipeg Ice, the 28-5 Winnipeg Ice. Quite a season, Munzee. How's it been through your eyes? Well, it's been a lot of fun. Real quick, if I can throw this into you, Roddy, as we kind of talk about going back in time and your useless information of the day. I was watching the commercial <laughs> break there. Uh, before I jumped on, you were advertising Deer Valley Golf. The first ever hole-in-one I saw live was at Deer Valley with that unnamed referee who was involved in the incident you guys were talking about before the break. Before How about he went that? <laughs> the one so, that was allegedly assaulted. Right. Gotcha. <laughs> yes. On number two, let me guess, the elevated tee? It was. It was. Yeah, there was. I yeah, you, uh, you and I have mutual friends with all four of the guys that were in that group that day, but since we're not mentioning one, we won't mention the others either. 
I know one's watching. <laughs> he always does. What a great, what a great sport this is, Munzee. And thank you for Isn't that it? story, by the way. That's that's made my day right there. So well, yeah, I you guys gonna fell, be in I the just member? Fell off the chair when you mentioned the story. When you talked about the incident, <laughs> I was like, come on. And then you show the golf course. I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah, it was all meant to be. So. There you go. <laughs> Are we going to talk hockey or what? Right. Yeah, let's, you guys, let's do it. You guys going to be in the member this year or what? What's the deal? Well, you hope so, right? That's why you battle through each and every game during the 68-game regular season schedule. Uh, I see i got to send you another golf shirt there from the last two wins that uh, the ice had over the weekend against Saskatoon in two fantastic games. They played back-to-back Friday, Saturday inside the ice cave at Wayne Fleming Arena and Les Lazarick and I were talking about it through 20 minutes on Friday night in game one. That may have been the best period of hockey that either of us have seen all season long. Like they were going coast to coast all the way through. The speed, the skill was unbelievable. And, uh, you know, the net miners that night, we saw both goalies play for both teams uh, with back to back games. It's kind of the way the calendar works out when you play those double headers. You know that. But uh, to see the battle that is right now, the two top teams in the East Division go head-to-head like they did. Uh, It was just fantastic. It was a great atmosphere. The building was pretty much sold out. And, yeah, it's been a fun start. There's no doubt about it. But as we all know, the deadline's coming up here on January 10th. And then now as we turn the calendar into 2023, this is where it really gets interesting. And that next level of play is by everybody. and, uh, And it's fantastic hockey to watch. Okay, well, then, obviously, I'm following the dub close, but not as much as if I was in it day-to-day. Keep me up to date or fill me in on the arms race because I've seen the moves being made by the Seattles and the Kamloops, and you guys have had the odd transaction. Uh, As we get ready for the deadline, what are we expecting across the league? Well, I think there's a pretty solid line that's written in sand right now in both conferences when you take a look at the standings the way things are and you know I'll take a peek of it over my shoulder here right now you've got maybe a little bit more of a battle in the Eastern Conference right now the the bottom five six teams are trying to get in you've got Lethbridge Calgary Regina Swift Current Brandon and Medicine Hat that are there and Brandon Medicine Hat would be on the outside looking in can PA get there I don't think so just you know, they're five points back already, and there's so many of these head-to-head games. Now, Jeff Truitt and company will say, hey, give us a chance every night. And as hard as they work, they do have a chance. But realistically, with those numbers for me, I think it's probably more of a, a Hurricane Hitman, Pats, Broncos, Wheat King run to try and get in. And and then you never know what happens. And, and obviously, over in the in the Western Conference right now, Victoria and Spokane have, uh, have fallen a long ways back of the Colonial Rockets, who are the eighth seed right now, there's a seven-point difference. So I think we know pretty much who's going to be in. Now we wait and see to find out what the managers do in their respective offices of who will be sellers and who will be buyers and who's willing to pay the most to, to try and spark their club here over the next six, seven days. That's the thing. That's the thing. Is uh, <laughs> It's a fun time. It's a stressful time uh, when you're in it. Let me ask you this. <laughs> And I asked this with somewhat trepidation, but we've known each other a long time. You know where I'm coming from. What's it like watching the World Juniors with all the notable snubs of your team? <laughs> like, you know my love for certain players on your team that aren't in Halifax. Like, how are they dealing with the World Juniors? I've been, I've been there. You know, you almost don't want to watch yeah. it when your guys aren't on the team. <laughs> How's that going yeah, over with the Winnipeg guys? I was, I was kind of that way when when the rosters came out for who was invited to camp. And it's not just Winnipeg, right? Like, you look at how good Denton Matejchuk is with the Moose Jaw Warriors. There's other players in the Western Conference that could have been there. But then when you also think of it from a Hockey Canada standpoint, you have 12 forwards and six defensemen that play the game. And we've got this great nation of hockey that has players from the Q, players obviously from the O, and then, you know, the players that are coming back from the National Hockey League that uh, make a difference. And there's only so many spots. Could Carson Lambos play on that team? 100%. But right now, <laughs> the management thought that uh, that there were players that were playing more consistently, obviously, or, or better, or however they felt that it should fit. 
into their role that, uh, you know, they didn't involve him on the team this year. Could Matthew Savoy have been a player there? Absolutely. Same deal. He could have played anywhere as one of those 12 forwards. Could Zach Benson be there? Well, maybe he's a year away. Could Connor Geeky be there? Maybe he's a year away. So there's all of these players here. It's a wealth of riches. That's why Winnipeg has 28 wins to begin the year. And again, you look at the Matejcheks and you look at other players uh, around the Western Hockey League that we see more than not. So, yeah, there's disappointment. And I was that way at the beginning when I thought, okay, I might not watch it. But when Boxing Day came, I haven't been able to leave my television. And from what Connor Bedard and Team Canada were able to do last night, I watched every minute of that game until I saw on Twitter kind of what was going on with the Monday Nighter. And then I had the back and forth button going on the remote all the way through for uh, the rest of the hockey game there. So it uh, it's must-watch television. That's, I think, what makes it so fun is you look at the parity right now for the World Junior Hockey Championship, and it wasn't an easy night for Canada throughout this tournament from losing game one of round robin. Then they smoked everybody to get to where they did last night in the quarters. But it's games right now that you have to watch. And from a guy that's in the league and from a fan standpoint, it uh, couldn't be any better. Munza, you're far more eloquent than me. Very well said, my friend. Uh, very well said. By the way, my buddy Mike Lee is watching in Hawaii right now, Maui. And he has written me, he says, the Rod Peterson show, the stuff that talks about stuff until sports comes up. <laughs> Great job into the Munzee interview. That from Mike in Hawaii. So, uh, Munzee, you guys are my team. So you can tell Jeep that and uh, Zach Benson. And next, when we come back from the break, I'll have my Winnipeg guys hat on. I just don't have time to get it here in this segment. So thanks for this. All the best in the new year. And I will see you this spring. Sounds good, Roddy. Look forward to it. Happy New Year. The great Brian Munns, the voice of the Winnipeg Ice. Back with overtime right after this, everybody. It is the RP Show, and we are live. Daytime Sports Talk on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and WQEE Radio. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Okay, here we go. We are back. I'm just sending uh, some messages here. We have the moose. I understand we have the moose. Camera or no camera. Wiki, wiki. What's he need to do? Hit refresh? Turn your camera on, Moose. Um, we got it. By the way, these are not stains. I just used a little water to sponge off some dust on this Winnipeg ice hat. I guess I haven't worn it enough. Are we going to have the Moose? There we go. I was wondering what they were. When you, when you said it was water, just, I was like, okay. Stupid of me. I ran into the closet in the break, sponged off a couple of dust spots. This will be dry very shortly, okay? Although, kind of feels like I need a new one. Um, maybe I'll take it off, and by the time it's dry. In Florida, things don't dry real fast, okay? Know what I'm saying? Our Arizona friends that are watching right now, stuff dries like that. Uh, not here. It's called humidity. Look it up. What a show, Moose. I <laughs> there we go. Smitty uh, writing. He goes, ice uh, from Randy in Winnipeg. He says, nice hat, Rod. From WQEE, Ryan O'Radio. He says, another great show. It's wonderful to have the RP show back in the new year, 2023. As I said, Ryan, it's wonderful to be anywhere. And it's very wonderful to be on WQEE. And I just love that they love... What we talk about every day. John Ohm says that was a fast two hours. Boom! Great show. Great start to 2023. I feel like it has been a fantastic start to 2023. John Ohm says, by the way, breaking news. The Regina Pats have traded 2004-born goaltender Matthew Keeper to the Kamloops Blazers in exchange for a 2023 fourth-round pick and a 2025 sixth-round pick. It's not a 
groundbreaking trade, but it is to Matthew Keeper. That's the one thing. Um, we're going to wind it. We have lots of time here in this segment, Moose, but that's one of my New Year's resolutions without even being a cognizant resolution is to not, is, and you know this, is just forget about what people don't know. They'll figure it out on their own eventually. You know, like when they say a minor trade today involving 16 players, well, that would be a major trade, but it's not minor to the players, <laughs> is my point. This particular trade, it ain't a blockbuster. Um, do you have any thoughts on, on where the dub's going here before we move on to the other things? No, but it's going to heat up. And I love watching teams like Saskatoon and Winnipeg right now because they've had such great seasons and their race for the Memorial Cup or to get there um, is going to be fun to watch. I, I could envision a Saskatoon-Winnipeg playoff series, which would be so much fun to watch. So I love the junior hockey stuff. And, you know, with the trade deadline, I believe, coming up here early in January, um, there's going to be some moves being made and teams are going to do their thing. But, uh, yeah, it'll be fun come playoff time. So many things to get to here. Randy in Winnipeg says to wear the hat backwards until it dries. I'm going to tell you something. My dad said there's only two kinds of people that wear their hats backwards. Welders and something else. How about that? And, uh... <clears throat> oh, no! And therefore... And I'm not a welder. So I don't wear my hat backwards. Uh... This is interesting. So, breaking news, if it's breaking, and I appreciate John Ohm for writing it in. He says, the Bills-Bengals game will not be resumed this week. The NFL has announced there is no decision on potentially resuming it at a later date. Arlen Bruce III says, the NFL viewer numbers are rising by the second. I think we've talked to this, about this, about as far as I'm willing to go. Today, we'll see what happens tomorrow. Um, the NFL made a decision. For the most part, I guess they're sticking by it. I admire that. Um, they like my dad's comment. Thank you. I feel like we could be in a major fight, Moose. Both you and I and my shirt and my hat come this spring. <laughs> Do we not see Winnipeg and Saskatoon hurtling towards the Eastern Conference final? That's the way it's going. Yeah, we right? do. Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely see that being the case. And I would say they both look good on you. I mean, that hat's a good color. I've always said that ever since you and I went to Nashville. Um, you know, you could rock the hat on the show. It looks awesome. And um, <laughs> both those teams have been really good to you and I. So maybe we'll have a little fun with that one come, uh, come the spring. Why did I try to sponge that dust off? Should have just rocked it, man. <laughs> um, so there's that but I just wanted the ice people to know that I brought this with me to South Florida but I'm not averse to uh, wearing new gear uh, there were so many things that I wanted to get to here and my mind just uh, Kirk in Calgary writes in and says does Bedard still play with the Pats after the trade deadline new me new year not getting frustrated you should, Kirk, read my Weekend 10 Things column where I addressed, I addressed this. Regina Pass General Manager John, John Paddock has said, so many times they're not trading him, I'm going to believe that they're not trading him. Let's go with that. So there's your answer. I also want to mention this, Moose. We have a, well, we got a lot of clips come out today. Munzee on World Junior Snubs. You on Brandon Banks' um, Legacy. Where will Connor Bedard go number one overall? Jamie Thomas on the Flames and Jets tonight. Jamie Thomas on Paul Maurice and the Florida Panthers. Which, by the way, I'll be at the game tonight. Arizona Coyotes, Florida Panthers. But I wanted to mention in the O, let's hear from the Ontario viewers. The ratings show that we're huge out there. We don't hear from them. Then. They're like Edmonton. They watch, they don't comment. In the O tonight, Peterborough's at Hamilton. Guelph is at London. And Mississauga is at Oshawa. Does that not sound like three great games? Uh, in mm -hmm. the queue, last minute of play in the show. Shikudami at Ramuski. Valdor at Blainville. Rowan Noranda at Victoriaville. So it's not just dub. 
We'll talk about that too. Coyotes here tonight against the Panthers. I can't wait. Your Leafs up against the Blues. Just a great time to be alive. It's just a great time to be on the air. Uh, and it's going to be a great 2023. What do you think? I think it's going to be an absolutely great 2023. So off to a good start. Happy to be back on the air tonight. And uh, happy to have everybody back watching too. <laughs> Chris, my cousin Chris in Medicine Hat, she says, so glad the RP show is back on. Missed you and your dad's stories. Dad would say there's only two kinds of guys that wear their hats backwards. Which one are you? So I don't wear it backwards. <laughs> See you tomorrow, Moose. Noon Eastern. Right here. Da -da 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 -da. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.